Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Podcast. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you raise the bar on your own excellence to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's podcast. Greetings, everyone. It's Hugh Ballou again with this episode of the Nonprofit Exchange. You can find us at the, T-H-E, nonprofitexchange.org. That's O-R-G. It's a show we've done for eight years. This is episode number 310, and we have some amazing guests today. I've known these gentlemen for a while, and since the last time we talked, they've raised the bar on their performance, and they're inspiring lots of people. So I'm going to let, let my, I'd like my guests to tell you who they are, a little bit about the background, and what is the message that, that they want you to walk away with today? So Lumumba, you want to go first? Tell us who you are and your background and what you want people to experience today. My name is uh, Lumumba Kuo, and I'm originally from uh, Trinidad and Tobago. My background is uh, pretty, uh, I was ex-military, uh, United States Navy. I was also, um, I've been a barber my whole entire life. I'm now a doctor in the profession of barbary, where I pretty much help people with hair loss issues and uh, a need, any type of need. I'm a great community leader too, as well. Um, community leader leadership is my biggest thing right now because my mom was once that person back home and she took care of the community. And without being a community leader, there would be no leaders in the world. There would be less of leaders in the world. So um, my background had pretty much put me up to this point now where I can um, literally help people give back to people and show people how to give back to people too as well because of my lifelong experiences. Um, I really would like to inspire you all, show you, uh, inspire the group or in inspire people around the world to let them know how to unite, how to come together as one and how to help each other. And the way we can do that is that the things that I fail on, you are, you are better at it and to be able to give or help me with that so I can make my better great. You know, so um, it's just a matter of unity, a matter of just coming together as one. It's my support on community leadership and and just leadership period in all these nonprofit organizations. Oh, that's so great. So, so, Sandiata, how about you? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm Dr. Sandiata Morris. Uh, I'm a professional barber, life coach, and author. I've been in the profession for over 25 years. And uh, one of the biggest things that I wanted to bring to the set today was just impacting people. My biggest job is to uh, see people improve in every way they can possibly improve when it comes to mind, body, and soul. I think it's very important that if we can improve the way we think, we can improve as individuals and make better decisions as people and start coming together. That way the plan that I have will coincide with the exact plan that Dr. Lumumba have, and we will merge it together to become better people individually or nationalities. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Now, we're all in the South. Now you, you came from um, somewhere else, but I grew up in the South. Actually, I'm a, you're in North Carolina, I'm a Tar Heel by birth. And we got a, we have our own twist of the language of English. We say none of us, is as smart as all of us. So this thing of collaborating and working together really magnifies. So as y'all know, I'm a, I'm a conductor 
And when an instrumentalist plays an orchestra, they don't give up their skill. They enhance their skill working together with others. And they do things we can't do by ourselves. So before I forget, I want to I want to tell people about your, your website. And so um, it is Cut My City. Uh, let me see. I got it up here. I'm going to show it on the, if you're on a podcast, you can go your own or you can go to Need Nonprofit Exchange and see, but it's cutmycity.org. Tell people what they find, they'll find when they go there. Um, be, uh, when they go to the website, you got a gallery. You could actually see some of the, the work that's been done on the site. You could actually see, uh, you could actually donate, donate uh, monetary gains, anything that you can put as far as uh, money towards the site. Um, it pretty much has a history of everything that we've done over the years of uh, showing uh, the actual work that was done and um, that people have followed. And, and, and for some reason, we love putting pictures of some of the people also to have contributed their time because people love to see themselves sometimes, you know, when they put their pictures up there to see the thing that they was a part of a great organization too as well. This, this site was created based on the fact of our foundation and, and our foundation within the barber beauty industry that we we in right now, that we in forever. This is my life. This is what I do. But uh, we saw a need for it for giving uh, those services for people. So one of the biggest things that I liked and enjoyed when I looked at the site was the fact that we was able to collaborate with thousands of barbers from different, uh, different states, different countries, would fly in to help us go to the areas where the the attention was needed for, for single moms and um, less fortunate kids, you know, and um, that was like a big part of how we came together and cut my city. And, and that's what makes it more glorifying for me. Yes. So there's more than you in this movement. Definitely. Yes. Yes. It's a community. It's a community. So what do people experience when you do your work? What does it look like? It's more than cutting hair, isn't it? Yes. So what it, what it experiences is that um, we saw a need for where the single parent mom or the single parent dad would come into the barbershop, try to get a haircut for the kids for back to school. And they couldn't really afford to pay for that child. Right now, let's look after the pandemic have, have, have hit, uh, prices of haircuts have got outrageous for a person getting a service. You know, and um, the kids now, we got a mom, the single parent mom who has like four or five kids that has to get a hair services from haircut to the girls getting their hair done. She cannot afford it after after buying books and getting this, the kid prepared for school. So the organization we created was was that that was the the the, the moving part that Dr. Sunday and myself saw in the business that put us to say, look, we need to create this thing that people can help people to give free services or free haircuts back to the kids of less of need, the veterans, the disabled. The elderly's because these people don't have it, but a hair give a person a sense of pride. A haircut give a person their self. It brings the Zulu out in that person. It brings that person, it makes that person feel who they really are. It gives you armor, it gives you strength, you know? So what I got from it uh, you, is, the, is the joy. It's to see the happy faces when 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 we go to the when we create, when we do these events. To see the, the 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 parents cry and, and, and the kids happy and they so they, they just feel like they're in a playland, like oh mom is so beautiful here. You know, we have haircuts, we have community leaders are actually giving back stuff for the kids for school, aftercare programs, different things of that nature, you know. So it's very, very intense. 
but it's the only time the city get to work for you for one day. That feels so good. I love it. <laughs> well, the beautiful, the beautiful side of Cut My City now is that we won't be doing it just for one day again. We will be um, doing it for at least four times a month where we, uh, we will take off on, a, on the weekends and we will go into the areas um, to help all of the kids because a lot, of, a lot of times we had issues with transportation where the kids couldn't make it to exactly where we were. So we decided to create the transportation for them where we put the barber business on a bus and we're taking it to them now. That School way we will still, still be able to give them the resources we also uh, will be providing a literacy program and they will also be able to get like a slight physical, you know, to make sure that their health is on uh, top of their, their game. That's right. That's right. I'm hearing several themes, um, helping them have access to healthcare, which they may not have, helping them get to where the help is, giving them a feeling of satisfaction and pride that they actually have a better, better appearance. And then you mentioned and in, in the information you gave me about mentorship. What is, what kind of, oh, and the other piece is you've inspired the community to step up and help them with school supplies and other things. So this is really not about just haircuts. It's about a movement. It's about self-care. It's about reaching people where we live. And we, uh, we send money abroad for poor communities when there's poor communities in our neighborhood. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yes, so the, it is. And, uh, and, and uh, Hugh, uh, what the biggest? Go ahead, sorry. Right, the mentorship piece. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the mentorship. The mentorship. It comes within. It starts at the barbershop. because the men, men, the barbershop is the cornerstone of every community. So, if the mom needed or the dad needed some information, they came to the barbershop. They asked everything from the barbershop standpoint, and the barber, the barber is that person. Is that person who really, really understand his community to give the right guidance to that child. You know, so within the mentorship, we have done it for so many years, Dr. Sandiata and myself, where we created a kid's book, where he authored a kid's book, which is called A Place for Sunny, where that kid book is now tied into the program to actually have the mentorship now where the parent could actually read for the child. But it really is to really help the child and also help the parent because that's a big need i was uh, um so there's uh it's on, on we put on the uh the page for this this um this episode we've we put the page with the book cover so tell us about the book would you the, the book is is to really just encourage people to embrace their differences a lot of us uh in our childhood we grew up dealing with different trauma. We dealt with bullying. We dealt with just being teased. We dealt with just so many different things. And a lot of times the parent was always too busy to maybe just, just give the exact truth as to how, how they dealt with it. So for my experiences, I was one of those kids who mother sent me to the barbershop and I was able to, to pull some things from the adult barbers that was there. And uh, I felt like it would be a great story to share where people really just really just had an opportunity to see themselves and, and learn how to develop their personal strengths just by being around another young brother or, or elderly guy who can just give them guidance about, you know, just being better as an individual. So a place for Sunny is, is representing the light within. 
And for what ages is this book targeted? Well, from, from my understanding, uh, you know, being that um, we all have challenges that we, we don't deal with until we become adults, I would say from zero to, not, not zero, but from, from one to 35. I, I mean, because we, we have a cartoon there, but, you know, I think anybody can read this book and see themselves within Sonny. Yes. Wow. Wow. That is, that is awesome. So uh, uh, they can find the book on the website other, uh, and buy it there? Yeah, um, we, we have a, a, a <clears throat> website, which is called A Place for Sunny, but we also uh, have an email address, which is a place for sunny at gmail.com. And, um, you know, um, we're looking to put that book in every child's hand. You know, it's not necessarily about the book, but it's, a, it's about the impact that we wanted to continually drive into the community and continually help people, uh, you know, especially the younger ones that, that's, that's dealing with the trauma. They read that book and uh, we're actually working on a workbook where they can actually jot down some notes for the things that they see in the book that will help them progress individually. So there's a place to don donate support on Cut, cut My, what is it? Uh, my City. Cut My City, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They could just go to uh, cutmycity.org. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about memory earlier. It's it's good, but it's short. Um, so there's a place that if somebody wanted to, to buy a handful of books and then to give away, you know, that could be one way they could support. Also, Definitely. you're you're in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, but you don't yes. work in Fayetteville, do you? Yeah, we work we work in Fayetteville. That's correct. I mean your 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 projects. How far out do you go with your projects? Well, our projects right now is pretty much for international. Uh, as we travel, we take it with us. We go, uh, we go to different countries and, and we touch land like St. Thomas, Trinidad. We've been to Tobago. We've been to uh, uh, Jamaica. Uh, uh, some of the, yes, so we get ready to head to England, uh, to London here in the next week or two. We'll be in London working with um, uh, possibly the Chelsea soccer team for some of the kids that actually have uh, um, less of need. Um, so this is something that, this is something that it, 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 it's really, transformed from one thing to another. It started right here in Fayetteville. Uh, we did uh, Fayetteville Spring Lake. Spring Lake. Uh, we did Hope Mills. We did the surrounding areas. And uh, we created a, a big event at the Crown Coliseum where we, we sold out the Crown Coliseum, giving everybody in the community over 10,000 kids or more, free haircuts, backpacks, and school supplies. We brought artists from all over to perform live. We had every, we had 42 vendors that actually was set up in the arena, giving back Schools of giving back sneakers, giving back uh, uh, clothing, giving back everything that a person could possibly need, aftercare programs. We brought all these programs and healthcare, healthcare was there to provide those services because a lot of kids that sometimes have lice, they have health, health, healthy, unhealthy hair issues that need to be addressed, you know, but the biggest thing was they all were satisfied. Everyone was satisfied. We had all the big companies be a part of it, Best Buy. We had, uh, uh, Walmart. Walmart, we had uh, Dollar General, yeah. all these different companies had been a big, big uh, contributing factor. Uh, Lowe's had been a big contributing factor to, to uh, what we've done. You know, uh, right now Lowe's just big, what bit a, a really big donation to us uh, to give us a generator to actually help us go on the bus so we could have the bus to do provide the service within the community. You know, so it's so much to go with it, Hugh, that that, that, that Dr. Sandiata and myself have done with this organization. And it's time now 
the organization now have just got on a jet plane and is, is taking that slope all the way out to the world. So possibly a person in Africa, a person in India, someone who can find a group of people of less of need that need the services, we can pretty much outsource the services there to help those people, you know, because life is about helping each other. You and I, the three of us met, what, eight, nine, 10 years ago? That's right, you. It's your yeah. Were you just getting started? Yes, sir. Wow. No, we wasn't. We wasn't just getting started. We was uh, just in the process of just learning more about, you know, what we wanted to do and the place that, that the most high will put us. And then we connected again in, um, in, your, in, your, in your program. Yeah, in Raleigh, program. when we did the Center, uh, Center Vision um, Symposium. And you were there all day and we're taking notes. And so um, yeah. I just, I'm amazed. I know you, I know what you're doing. We've been in conversation, but this is a quantum leap forward. So I'm just so excited to hear this. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, what would you say to people that say, I had an idea, but nah, that won't work. What would you say to them? Oh, my, that's a great, that's a great one. You do. I, I appreciate you just bringing that question. And for the person who said that, like, nah, yeah, that ain't going to work. Well, the work is within you. You have to feel that one desire, that thing that's in you, that boils so great, make you give you that joy. You and you and the only one can do it. When the creator put us in the earth, he put us in here for a purpose. And, when, and the purpose that we are, as you define your purpose in your spirituality, in your mental way of thinking, you now will find and bring the like-minded people to attract to it. So all I say is don't give up. Don't, don't say, I can't do this. No, keep pressing that one step, that one foot forward. Even if you got to just step one baby step in front, it's fine. Because as you make that move, Someone will say you're moving and they will come and help you. They will help you and they will give, they will pour, the right person will point to you if your heart and your mind is at a very clean place. The way, the way I see things is um, it wouldn't make sense to have a thousand of the same programs. And whatever you bring to the next person program will be one brick after the other to build that great wall for everybody to make things work for everything that you need. So if you do have an idea, I think it would be a beautiful thing to to actually join forces with somebody else who who maybe has another pleasant idea like if i was to do like when we created cut my city everybody wanted to follow behind and do just as we did so we had other barbers trying to create the same program except that versus them trying to just join together and do what we was doing so we all sat down and said hey we're going to put this all on one one sheet of sheet of music and if somebody else has another idea, we can we can make it just as big. So never discount your idea. You know, just always try to do something else to collaborate with the next person. Yeah. And I think it will work out for everybody. Yeah, because because you sometimes people see it, people see it from a different perspective when they saw someone have a large organization and they're saying, like, man, I can't do that. You know, but you can do it. It's just a matter of where you're reaching for your resources. Who are you talking to to get that information to help you go forward? You, I cannot be in the same room with the same group of people trying to get the same, to get more learn, to get better learning information. I have to leave that group to go in a very, in a, a smaller tier group of people who uh, may probably be a little more wiser or have a little more information and, and, and go in there asking information, go in there and introduce myself, you know, go in there and, and let them know who I am and what I'm trying to do. And they, they will pour that into me because if my energy 
and everything aligns, I'm only going to align with the right people to fall within the guidelines of what I want to do. That is powerful. You know, a part of Napoleon Hill, the legendary writer who interviewed all these people who were thought leaders and made things happen, he, he said that's created a group of people that have experience and that's the people you want to hang around. If you want to be broke, you hang around broke people. If you want to be successful, hang around successful people. So what are, you guys have accomplished an amazing stuff. I'm sure there's people that said, nah, nah, you can't do that along the way. People that were discouraging and you didn't listen to them, I'm sure, because you just forged ahead. Who are, where did you get your inspiration to keep going and to build your system? Where did you get that inspiration and the learning to do this? First, I was from the highest most. Second, people like yourself. People like yourself had had been there and uh, introduced us into a, a, a program that that I never understood what that was until we actually, when we met at CEO Space. And um, that was the change for me that I saw, that I know that, you know what, I have to reach out and reach, reach to a vine that I cannot reach that looks up here possibly maybe different from me. And I want to go there and get that vine. So let me climb my way up there and get that vine and possibly they will tell me how to survive in this, in this, in this, in this rim. And how can I help? And how can I add an impact? You know, so my inspiration come all the way gut from there and from, from back from my foundation where I came from. I came from, from nothing. I came from a very poor neighborhood where I, I didn't have anything to eat. I didn't have days I would, we were there, you know, and my mom, she provided, my mom was that person who, every time I closed my eye, I could see her working hard in the kitchen trying to provide. So my, that's where my inspiration came from. Yeah, uh, a lot of my inspiration came uh, through being raised by a blind grandmother and um, I, I was uh, mothered by a young mother who uh, my, my grandmother allowed her to finish school while, um, while she kept eyes, well, didn't, she didn't keep eyes on me, but she just had people in place to take care of me <laughs> and uh yeah she <laughs> yeah she 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 had she had people around that put, put me in a put me in a good place and uh i was inspired by the fact that there was people from um all walks of life different family members who who took care of me made sure that i ate sometimes or made sure that i was doing the right thing but um more than anything uh a lot of my inspiration came through some of my my um, athletic coaches where they uh they always taught me to visualize the attack and uh don't let nothing get in my way of my progress so um when i was able to join forces with dr lamumba uh it was just a matter of me bringing my athletic spirit and my spiritual side where we can you know mesh together and make things work for us the energy that he brought energy that i brought and i felt like with both of us standing together that nothing would get in the way of what we had going on because it was a plan yeah. from god oh yeah Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. I respect, I respect every bit of it. I have my own boundaries like he has his boundaries. To respect our boundaries and have limitations is one of the biggest things that, that really makes the relationship work together. You know, there's so many good sound bites in this interview um, that when you go to the nonprofitexchange.org, you'll find this and others, but you'll see um, you'll see their logo um, uh, on, on it and, and the topic about leading from the barber chair. And I didn't get that. But, you know, even though we talked about it and know about what you do, this is a quantum leap from my last encounter with you. Um, and so thank you for mentioning that 
that I was in that thread of people that inspire because that's that's what that's payment for me that somebody found value and they said you know that's something I can I can implement last time we were together we were at a leadership symposium in in Raleigh with some other good leaders and um, so so one of the things that that I highlight that you are demonstrate is that leadership is influence yes when i hear you talk you've influenced a lot of people so how about you both weigh in on how that's important to you and how how leadership shows up as influence well um sunday you want to go at it well i felt like um some of some of how i I became in a leadership position was I wasn't, I was very transparent at showing my dark side as well as my light side, you know, and um, it attracted a lot of people because they always see me in the light of, let's just say, uh, wearing this Superman t-shirt and always think that um, life is really just impossible to see me broken. And uh, I had a lot of things that I was dealing with, you know, mentally. And um, some days, you know, uh, even through, my hard times, I was still able to fight through it where um, it, it, would, it would take for a sit down for me to sit down with my customer or sit down with other people that was around me to see the strength within. And um, those breakthrough moments were always something that just provided uh, a leadership energy for me to provide for people that I was always around. So I was able to break through and uh, I'm here. Uh, yeah, my, my, leadership, my leadership came from, uh, I was born with it. Uh, my name Lumumba means gifted leader. Uh, I didn't quite understand uh, my, sh- my, my superpower, like his Superman shirt. But uh, as time went, as time progressed in my life, I had, I was, I had so many people pulling on my garment. So many people pulling at me at one given time that, that draw me in so many directions that I couldn't find my own self. So I took a time I did. I had some mental health. I have mental health issues as well. I sat in a psych ward for a, a, a little while just to make sure I had some type of stability to understand it. And it was okay because guess what? Most successful people have been there. So <laughs> I had an opportunity to sit there and really understand really who I was. Spend time with me. Was able to breathe, really to accept nature, accept the things of life that people never pay attention to. In the community. community, our community just doesn't involve people. Our community involves animals, birds, it involves insects, it involves everything that flows, water, everything that's there. That's the that's community. Right. So as I embrace my community to myself and uh and I accepted it, then I was able to accept who I really was. So when I saw myself and I saw and I learned some of my differences my sonny, the person who I am, then I was able to bring myself to the world in light and say, this is who I am because my intentions are pure, my heart is clean, and I'm here to serve you in every type of way I can. And possibly the things I don't know, I can ask you for information to help me so I can help you and we can help each other create a community. Yeah, one of the, one of the biggest parts of being a leader is also being being able to be vulnerable around people, you know, that, that just think you are, you know, always strong. I think that was one of the biggest things that helped us both, you know, and um, sitting in front of, front of other people, 
that had the same type of courage that was dealing with the same things. It gave them an avenue to open up and be more vulnerable just to gain strength. That's right. And um, I think we, we're grateful for that. Well, I'm grateful for you. And as I'm sure a growing body of people are grateful for you because you've paid, you've paid it forward and, and are really helping a lot of people see in the vision. You've had on a number of really powerful leadership concepts today. So thank you for that. And remind people, this is the nonprofitexchange.org. When you go and see this episode, there'll be a full transcription and you could copy those sound bites that were so profound. We are, we are coming to the end of this uh, half hour and it's just been inspiration for me. I'm excited. Um, so what parting thought do you want to leave people with or challenge? What do you want to leave people with, each of you? Mm. Take a shot. Uh, well, one thing I want to say is uh, let's get away from the fact that, you know, everybody is always talking about change. And I always think change is for better or worse. But if we all use the word improve, that it will always be a step forward. You, can, you can't go back off of the fact that you improve. And if you look at the word itself, improve, it would always say, I improved. And it would spell out the fact that you actually inherit that word in your life. And I think that means more than change. So focus on improvement, people. On my end, I will give I will give this jewel, and it came uh, from a number of people. One of them is uh, ask yourself, what is money? And uh, money is the bartering of goods and services, which is our goods and services. Who we are? We are the goods, and we are the services. If you get away from that paper dollar, and you you, you provide a service, you provide the best impact you could pro provide for a person. If you focus on impact, that was the word I learned from Ms. Wendy Lipton, didn't uh, If you focus on impact and you stay focusing on impact, it will bring you wealth and income. And the income is the joy in your heart that you get a chance to see someone who never had, someone who can have, someone who could never say I could never make it. And you was able to inspire, mentor, you can give, you can supply. That's what it's all about. So to the listeners who are listening out there, if you on your dumb foot or you feel like you don't have it and you don't got what it takes to do it, just ask questions. We're never good at asking questions, but we need to ask for help sometimes. And help is, the, is one of the biggest things that someone who know and really good at what they're doing, they will pour into you with it because they need, they want to give it away. So once again, that's my take. That's, that's what I have to say. Keep pushing, never give up. Wow. Dr. Sundiata Morris, Dr. Lamamba Kuo, Lamamba Kuo. Um, I'm honored to know you and I'm so blessed to hear what you're doing. And I'm inspired today. So thank you so much for sharing your story with our viewers and listeners for the nonprofit exchange today. And thank, I, you. thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, Hugh Blue. You're the best. Thanks again. And keep doing what you do. Appreciate you. Blessings. Blessings. Thank you for listening to The Nonprofit Exchange. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.